0: Green Pastures for Monday, March 21st. This week's theme finding hope in the midst of broken relationships. Today's scripture reading is from Micah chapter 7, verses 1 through 7 from the Message Translation, which reads What misery is mine? I am like one who gathers summer fruit at the gleaning of the vineyard. There is no cluster of grapes to eat, none of the early figs that I crave. The faithful have been swept from the land. Not one upright person remains. Everyone lies in wait to shed blood. They hunt each other with nets. Both Both hands are skilled in doing evil. The ruler demands gifts. The judge accepts bribes. The powerful dictate what they desire. They all conspire together. The best of them is like a briar. The most upright, worse than a thorn hedge. The day God visits you has come the day your watchmen sound the alarm. Now is the time of your confusion. Do not trust a neighbor, put no confidence in a friend. Even with the woman who lies in your embrace, guard the words of your lips. For a son dishonors his father, a daughter rises up against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the members of his own household. But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God my Savior, my God, will hear me. We are not only surrounded by a broken world that is teetering on the edge, threatening to spin out of control, taking us with it. Much closer to home, we're also surrounded by a broken world of broken relationships. If it were just a broken world, at least we could find some relief when we put down our phones and didn't refresh our news feed so we wouldn't be exposed to the latest depressing developments. It's much harder to escape the reality of teetering, and tottering, or outright crashed and burned relationships. And the pain from this much more proximate world of at the very least tenuous relationships tends to be much more acute. Micah sugarcoats little for his generation. Beyond the international and national intrigue in their political world, lay their own bad soap opera lives of families scheming internally against each other and, generally speaking, biting and devouring one another, as Paul would put it. Neighbors, friends, family, and those most intimately embraced in bed, all schemers, all conniving, all backbiting and face-slapping. No, not a pretty picture. And unfortunately, It's not just a picture. It's more like a mural reaching back to the dawn of the Hebrew story in Genesis and stretching forward to our own. In fact, let's do that each day this week. Let's revisit the broken family through whom God chose to save the world, shall we? How marvelous it is that God did in fact do just that. He chose to save the world through a multi-generational broken family gives us just a bit of hope for our own families, doesn't it? Let's start not only... Okay, let's start with not only the first murder, but the first time sin is mentioned in the Bible. And we're not talking about Genesis 3 and the garden and a snake. The word sin doesn't actually occur there. That's our later, rather significant insertion. No, I'm talking about Genesis 4 with Cain and Abel and the first murder. Uh, Go ahead, pause, I'll wait. Take a stroll through Genesis 4, or at least do so mentally with me right now if you're familiar with it. Here is no mere fractured fairy tale. Here is a fractured skull. Here is jealousy, anger, violence, and death as one who mocked the idea of being his brother's keeper became his brother's killer and then watches it spreads and intensifies in the next generation, and then the next, and the next, and the next, spiraling out of control, wasting the planet, and ultimately requiring a deluge to clean up the mess. How they snowball our relational dysfunctions, our family breakdowns. The beginning of strife is like breaching a dam, so leave off quarreling before there's a full-blown fight, says the ancient Hebrew proverb. Oh, to learn how to learn the way of more controlled and less destructive releases of dammed up relational waters. Oh, to learn the ways of snowballing the momentum of grace, love, healthy communication and forgiveness. Right here in our homes, in our marriages, in our neighborhoods, in our schoolyards, in our workplace. Oh, to find stabilizing hope amidst a sea of convulsing relationships. Heavy sigh. Once again, I'm not going to read today's text a second time, though you're certainly welcome to pause this podcast and pause this reading to be a double-dipper yourself. Once is enough here, though, I reckon. What I will do is read the last bit of it, along with the bit in Micah mica that follows it, Since our theme is, after all, hope, yes? And those first six verses of Micah are, let's face it, major Debbie Downers. So give this next bit a listen. As per usual, asking yourself what you see, what pops out at you, what insight, or even better, what hope is stirred within you when it comes to the broken relationships in your life. But me, I'm not giving up. I'm sticking around to see what God will do. I'm waiting for God to make things right. I'm counting on God to listen to me. Don't enemy crow over me. I'm down, but I'm not out. I'm sitting in the dark right now, but God is my light. I can take God's punishing rage. I deserve it. I sinned, but it's not forever. He's on my side and is going to get me out of this. He'll turn on the lights and show me his ways. I'll see the whole picture and how right he is. And my enemy will see it too and be discredited. Yes, disgraced. This enemy who kept taunting. So where is this God of yours? And you'll find that reading in Micah chapter 7, verses 7 through about verse 9 or maybe 10. So what is the state of the relationship surrounding you? Which are, which are healthy and thriving, which are broken and limping along, or shelved with little hope of renewal, or dead with no hope of renewal. How might God turn on the lights and show you his ways with regard to each of these shelved or dead relationships, reviving hope? How can you begin? Lord, You said it first 2,000 years ago, and the love of many will grow cold. Reverse this doomsday polarity in each of my relationships, especially the ones teetering on the edge and the ones presently shelved or the ones already buried. Rekindle hope where there currently is none. Reverse the momentum of death and separation in each shelved relationship and each that's dead or dying. Bring your resurrection, starting with this cold, walled-in heart, to your spirit in, upon, and through us. Oh, may the God of vibrant green hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace, so that your believing lives filled with the energy The life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit will brim over with hope. Amen.